still adjusting to this virtual recording i do yeah. not like it I'm, I'm not feeling it i'm not feeling it but look i feel like we 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 do this it's just a little different element outside of what we typically you know would do in terms of putting it in the studio so i think is 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 there but not quite where we, we would love it to be but i think it's there you know i feel like it should just continue to be a natural conversation as we always have Mm, nope, I like the lights. <laughs> Action. <laughs> no, but for real. I like having the team present. Right. You know, this the perfection of the sound. But we make it do what it do with what we got. So Look, you know, our rating's still showing that people fucking with it. True. Our last our this last episode. Our last episode has done remarkably well and Thank that was recorded all. within the confines of our homes that's true occasionally we gonna try to get back into the studio i mean that's 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 the standard we've set of course but there's just issues and topics and things that are pressing and it's not always necessarily like readily available this is true. This is for true. Us to I... Just jump into the mix, but I, I feel like we we are we're in a good space. We're in a good space. Okay, Black Motives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Dave, I know how you would be doing. Y'all, y'all want everything. You, if it was up to you, you would probably do some type of you know unique release, have a fucking countdown or some shit. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We will get there. But look, man, people have been wondering where we've been, what we've been up to, because they they love our voice and they appreciate our perspective, and I, I think rightfully so regardless of the dynamics or the situation at hand on our end, we owe it not, to our audience. Not love our voice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what people saying. I ain't say that. I ain't say that. She said I ain't say that. <laughs> we appreciate it. That. We appreciate it. It has been a minute, though. It's been a minute. Yeah, we've been on a hiatus. We've been on a hiatus, but shit, that ain't the only thing high. Gas high. Groceries high, <laughs> motherfucking rent high, Ubers, 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 we, Ubers are emotionally high. high. You know, come on now, we've been riding this high for a long time, and I know we right there with y'all, man. So here we are, we're back at it. You know, the hiatus kind of gave us a little space and the opportunity to catch up with our own lives, but also to hear the feedback that you all have been pouring into us overwhelmingly in a great way i think has been really positive because occasionally when i post it people are like hey y'all we looking for olp now We're this out of is line true, this is true. so uh, i think it's definitely one of those reminders that people are looking forward to our content but more importantly i think people are connecting with us personally as podcast hosts and i think that's the most important thing uh throughout all of this because that's that's what it you know, essentially is about is us being able to connect with our audience to the people that really want to, you know, hear what we have to say and give us feedback and have those dialogues that we, you know, kicked off this this very podcast with, right? Unpacking blackness, unearthing things that we don't necessarily get to talk about in traditional settings. And here we are off our hiatus and we jumping right back into the mix we are we are we're jumping back we're jumping back i appreciated the hiatus honestly because 
you know, keeping it transparent, it's just been like a blog, a blah for me personally. But Black Motors is keeping the, is keeping the momentum and like you've indicated the messages, the DMs, the love, the messages is just I'm like, okay, bet. Let's we got to get back to it. We got to get back to it. And please don't put that all on me. You you secretly have your ways of encouraging me and tapping back into myself to kind of just get me back into that that, that swing of, of things because it does get a bit. It should be a lot of pressure sometimes. Like I, I I still don't realize that we are podcasters, and I think you know for some people it's just like oh y'all are podcasters, but I think for the way our audience engages with us, like it means a lot to you know be behind this mic, and I don't take it lightly. And so with this conversation today, I think what we gonna is just really tap into is black people are exhausted. We've been hearing y'all. You know, y'all been like, man, as Fannie Lou Hamer would say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. We know y'all tired. So y'all going to have an opportunity to tell us what y'all tired about or tired of. But we're going to kind of set the the, the pace for it and kind of just tell y'all what we're tired of and what we're exhausted of. Because, again, this (laughs) this, this shit is getting out of hand, especially in the U.S. context. (laughs) Y'all can see I'm weak over here because Black Motors has been, like, fired up. He has been so ready. I was like... Child, get let's get this man the mic so he can let it out, let it out. No, don't put that shit on me only though. <laughs> don't put that shit on me only. Yeah, but I know truthfully, I, I will say I, I am excited about this this topic about us just talking about you know things that are happening in the now. A lot of our content in the past, you know, has been really focused on things that we found did our heart, but of course that is also important to our audience. But just hearing the feedback, I think you put out a poll and asked like, what do you all, you know, asking the audience and asking our listeners, like, what do you all want to hear about? And we've been getting a lot of feedback. What was some of that feedback that we were getting? Everybody was like, how are y'all navigating the now? Like with everything that is going on, how are y'all navigating the now? What does this mean? What does inflation look like for you? What does politics look like for you all? And what does the now mean for us and navigating blackness, right? Because it's a whole nother, we're in a whole day. <laughs> yo, and I, I jokingly said the other day, I was like, yo, I feel like we are seven to 14 business days away from being back in slavery the way they moving. Look, these motherfuckers ain't fucking around. They are not it's- fucking around. Like it's just, it's out of control. It's it's laughable, but it's this shit is real, man. Pockets tap, you know, emotions high. But I don't feel like these folks really hear us. You know, we know our audience is hearing us, but I feel like as a collective black people, we are feeling like, damn, do these people really hear us when we speak, when we, you know, express ourselves in these spaces, whether it's politically, whether it's, you know, socially. You know, you just provided a, a very transparent experience that you had with someone. I don't know if you want to share it, you know, but that was a very, you know, unique situation at hand. 
<laughs> okay, so you just gave no, me that wait, look. What like, was it? No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm looking because I don't remember. You gotta tell me. Yeah, it was you know white liberal women, uh, <clears throat> and I, I would I would say oh that situation. Topic. That's a whole topic in itself, but just you know share about that that little conversation because I think that's the impetus for so much that is brewing and happening right up under our nose <clears throat> in this country, right? In the U.S. context, but globally, we, we face these these very issues and have these conversations with people and then have to go back into our spaces like, what the fuck did I just really hear? Right, that is true, that is true. So, Black Motives is, so there's been a lot of conversations around how we watch the world, different pockets of the world slowly wake up to reality and what's going on now. Um, so there's been some interesting conversations around, wow, of, of white women specifically, just saying that they can get an inkling of what it may feel like not to have, to just be treated the way you know women are being treated during this time and trying to empathize with black people around like i can't imagine just not having no voice at all um and you know I i'll leave it there and let i ain't why, fucking with it straight up, i ain't fucking with it i'm gonna tell you ass straight up i gotta be real though because hey black motives hey everything motivated by black like that's that's as simple as it get you know uh, and so I'll give a little more context. So this this conversation was around abortion rights, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. So this particular person approached, you know, certain day in the conversation, like, oh wow, abortion rights are 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 now, you know, been taken away from us, and I now kind of understand what it means to be black in this country. Was it to that agree, degree? Well, the, I think you added that black in this country. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now you you see, black people will always add some dramatics to the story. But, but I feel but like yes, it, yes. Was, it was beating around was, that same yes, bush. Yes, yes. So, I was. mean, correct me where I'm wrong, though. Correct me where I'm wrong. I think that's important. I don't want to, you know, give out context, though. Seriously. But it was really coming from a good place. Yes, I mean, I would like to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really, I felt that it was coming from a sincere place of, at the end of the day, there's two sides of this, right? Like, there is one half of the coin that is like, all right, y'all got us fucked up. Like, y'all really do just, like, y'all y'all running out, and y'all been running out <laughs> since the beginning, but then there's that other flip side that we do have to, if people are, everybody is in different stages of their development, right? And if people are trying to educate themselves to become woke, whatever the case may be, to become supportive, to become advocates, their journey is going to look very different individually. So if that's her journey, their journey of now realizing like, okay, I'm starting to, it's starting to connect for me, then okay, I can I can meet you where you're at in your journey and where the connection has started to lie. Especially if it's coming from not a place of like, I'm really trying to be down, like nah, like it right, wasn't, right. it wasn't that. It was like, yo, I'm starting to understand and learning how to take accountability in all of this. 
is what I got from it. Okay. Okay, well, that that definitely may be a a different bush that was, you know, being cut around, beat around. Because I I thought you were giving context as if this person approached you specifically like abortion rights are being rescinded. I somewhat empathize with you because now I know what it feels like to be limited, you know, in your ability to participate and have a voice in this 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 process in this political you know environment you know so that's how i processed it right i mean that is correct <laughs> but, yeah. but that's correct but from a sincere space right and I, I i don't think it's not sincere i think they 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 often do approach with a with a very sincere heart whatever that means right because i mean sincerity is you know, sincere. You, you you know, you feel compassion, you feel empathetic, but I still think to a degree that it doesn't justify approaching you out of all people to now say like, I'm in the same boat. You know, I now, right. I now, you know, feel the, the rocks and the waves and have the motion sickness that you have because my abortion rights, right? My women rights are now taken <laughs> away from me. I just don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't, mm-mm. that shit ain't. But fun. that wasn't my interpretation though. Like if that really wasn't, it was awesome shit of like, yo, this climate is fucking crazy right now. Mm-hmm. The world that we are living in. And then it was just like towards the end of the conversation, that was kind of the wrap up. Like I'm starting to really, things are starting to connect for me and I'm starting to understand da 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 da. So it was, you know, I don't think like I, that wasn't my interpretation. Like well, no, I just, <laughs> I give you that. I give you that. I mean, I'm, I'm not the saying. I'm not saying that's your. That was your interpretation. I stand fully on what I'm. What I'm saying in terms of how I process, you know, what was communicated to me. And I, I of course, don't want to give improper context. I'm putting that disclaimer out there. I don't want to give improper context to what was shared with me. But I think, largely speaking. You're like so, so many people want to identify with the oppressed, right? We are the most oppressed group in this in this society in terms of our ability to participate in the political process, right? That's what Fannie Lou, Fannie Lou Hamer was, you know, talking about when she said "sick and tired of being sick and tired." We are oppressed on every. You might state. you might have to school the people on the situation now. Go ahead and, and school them real quick. Give them a little one <laughs> so, minute backstory. So, so, so Fannie Lou Hamer, of course, we know she's a a, a womanist, a feminist, uh, political rights activist, uh, civil rights activist, um, very well respected uh, in the the civil rights uh, space, and she began to talk about her exhaustion. I think a lot of what we're feeling in this current day and age, and this was what some probably now fifty years ago, that Fannie Lou Hamer was expressing these same, probably a little bit earlier than that uh and please correct me if i'm wrong uh but some so so long ago um and i i wouldn't even say long ago i should you know really get a date on that um but essentially what fannie lou hamer was expressing is that we as black people have been disenfranchised oppressed and just flat out cut out from the political process right from from jump right being even labeled three-fifths of a person and so then to be you know giving given this this platform or this idea that we should 
engage in the civic process, right? Voting, uh, being politically aware, uh, understanding who we're electing in office and who is responsible for things that are happening in this country. But we often, again, are the ones that get the short end of the stick, regardless of how we vote, which I think that's that's a part of a fallacy that we have to address. But just to tie back to the, the, the whole notion of people wanting to you know empathize with us only after they've experienced something that has you know quote unquote given them that wake up call right so now you know because abortion rights are no longer you know a woman's right in this country right now i somehow understand or it's an awakening but what 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 was happening before that's that's my question what was happening before did you not see everything was ha that was you know taking place with black folks right you know from police brutality voter suppression you know get into that that whole fallacy that black people don't vote i think that is really you know out of this world at this point because black people do vote and it's, it's it's almost you know sad to see that black people have now been beating that that drum right that oh black people don't vote so you need to you know if you want change you need to be a part of that change and right. vote and it's like we are voting so let's let's get that out our heads we are voting you know look at our our, our landmark turnouts that we've we've seen in the, the past you know 12 years you know and so to suggest that black people aren't voting that's a problem right and so for black people to be so responsible you know for all of the things that are happening to us. And then for, you know, one particular group of people to now get up on their high horse and say, oh, well, now I get it. Well, you didn't get it when Fannie Lou Hamer was saying she was tired. She said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's right. How, how much That's more wrong. tired can you be? You know, and so again, <laughs> as black people, <laughs> she said, though, like for real no for real though if if i see your ass over there tired as hell it don't take me to get sleepy to be like oh you tired as hell <laughs> that's kind of crazy right so that's, no, how, that's how i kind of see it you know so excuse me if i'm you know misinterpreting how empathetic this lady or this person was uh to you know the black experience in this country but that's how i see it you know no i can vibe with that though like i completely like the people in my head are like, yes, <laughs> like we, we, we with you, like I'm with you. You know me, you know, oftentimes I can see both sides and experience both sides of the feeling. So of course that's my instant, <laughs> you know, that's my, my knee gut reaction to the situation. But when I take some steps back though, and really just look at for what it is in that moment, and hone in i'm like all right all right let me come all the way down even though i was where you was at black voters let me come down to this moment you know see what it is for what it is and just have you know assume positive intent and push through yeah but I i'm mean, with you though but i'm with you like I, yes i'm completely with you and i feel that way about a lot of scenarios it, and then you know it happens with anything until somebody experiences something 
it's just like, oh, like, where you been? <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, now you, I've been experiencing this. And you was just cool with it before. So, right. but, you know. No, I get it. I get it. But I think that's something that we, as Black people, have experienced for so long, right? Like, we think about this very day that we don't have an anti-lynching bill but we were the we were the loudest and I, I don't think it was wrong at all for us to but some some scholars you know, you know would probably challenge but i don't think it was wrong at all for us to be at the forefront for so many causes right you know like i said we don't have the anti-lynching bill but people are still being killed you know without without regard for our lives i mean it's just like black people are the most vulnerable, the most susceptible to police violence and brutality, to gang violence, to poverty, to discrimination, you know? So we know what what it's like to be oppressed, right? And so we have been the champion and the high high voices uh, for a lot of other causes. You know, like I said, Stop Asian Hate, um, which I think uh, is 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 something to you know profound in its in its essence, but again, for us to beat that drum, and then turn around, we don't see nobody you know jump on our bandwagon, you know when it's time for our causes until they feel compassionate or empathetic, you know, and I'm just like that's what's exhausting, as black people in this country that we have to be the voice to feel like we got to get ahead of these things. We got to, you know, put out a statement, right? We got to make sure that, you know, they know our stance. We almost feel obligated, would you say, like, to 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 make sure that people know where we stand when it comes to particular issues that impact others, you know, more so than it does us. That's real. I mean, I would agree with that. But I guess how do we... How do we disrupt that is my question. Like, how do we, how do we disrupt that to change that narrative? Not to even just change that narrative, but like to actually tangibly have some, some action behind it. And that's a complex thing. I think that'll be oh, a... Oh, no, 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 no. Don't make it a part two I, episode now. <laughs> no, no, I, I think it's, it's, I think I can, I, I'll say it as, as um, bro, Diallo Kenyatta says, until we're able to, like, really process some of the things, like, because you... Backstory, you, come on yeah, now. So, so, okay, right, so, you know, I always quote James Baldwin. So I, I, I decided, let me go with, uh, you know, Diala Kenyatta, uh, a, a brother out of Chicago who is uh, very controversial uh, by all political correct standards. So don't don't go looking for him. And then you're like, oh, he's a radical. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, he's a radical. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think he's radically correct in a lot of ways because one thing that he mentions that, you know, you, you you said like, what's the resolve? Like you, you gotta be able to digest the fact that this country, right? The US, which I live in, proudly live in, you know, with all these issues. So I put that out there. Um, this country is like home of the thief, land of the slave, 
And until we able to really process what that means, that's right? That's real. That's real. We can't have no conversation about solutions. And that's that's the bottom line to it for me is that we want to just kind of package it up so so such in a way that it's like, okay, well, you know, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, here's your solution. Like, mm. no, we, we got to have some real conversations, conversations beyond what we're having. You know, y'all got to have conversations, those on the other side of the table or, you know, standing in the corners in the room. But what does that look like? Like, I want you to bring it down even further. So, like, for no matter where, what does that look like? Like, I need you to bring it down for the people even more. Like, you get what I'm saying? Because, like, that's it's easy. It's easier said than done. But, like, how can no matter what you do, no matter what your background is, what environment you're in, where do you start to even move the needle? You got to pick a side. Simple as that. You gotta pick a side. Like <laughs> you gotta pick a side, really. Like and not and not you know to say, oh, if I'm white, I'm I'm over here. If I'm Republican, I'm over here. Or if I'm Democrat, I'm over here. You gotta be firm on that very statement, right? You can't not. You can't want us to reach a resolve without firmly understanding or taking the time and the effort to process, okay, what does that mean? Home of the thief, land of the slave, right? Right. You got to be able to contend with that. You got to be able to stand on that, right? And that's the side that I'm on to say, I'm so critical of this country, right? Matter of fact, I'll go as far as saying that I love this country so much that I am feeling that it's my responsibility to be that critical because it's the truth. You got to stand on the side of the truth. And so you can't, you know, be wishy-washy in this thing because you will forever straddle the fence. You can't be like, well, you know, we can sing Kumbaya and have disagreements about certain things and, you know, that just be that. Yeah, we can have disagreements, but when it's fundamentally wrong, there's no disagreements about that. We have to be able to agree on the truth. And one of the truths is that home of the thief land of the slave right this country was built on the backs of our ancestors literally and so damn it they owe us the truth they owe us the fact that they need to acknowledge the very things that are happening in this country right now right we got to be able to be able to walk into our workspace and our environment our work environments and our social environments our church you know groups our you know, other faiths, you know, congregations and everything else, right? We got to be able to walk into those spaces, right? And boldly be able to talk about these things because we cannot, again, straddle the fence because we we already pick our, picked, our, picked our side. As a matter of fact, the side was given to us. So how could we, you know, reach any result? <laughs> Hold on. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I want you to rewind, rewind that last part, please. Look. You said our side was given to us. That alone, like I unpack that, please. No, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I know what you're talking about. No, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. I, look, I, you know, I, I, I you know, you... this is this is all about equipping our people mm -hmm. with 
helping all of us articulate what it is we're feeling in these spaces, right? Mm-hmm. And what is the meaning behind these words, right? So when right. you say that, again, I know what you mean because me and you are constantly in these spaces having these conversations, but mm-hmm. this type of conversation could be very new, right, right. to someone. So break that down a little bit. So again, I, I quote Bro, Diala Kenyatta, y'all can find him on Instagram. I won't profess to be some, you know, prolific expert in any of this, right? Because I'm learning, I'm evolving and, and, and beginning to realize, you know, more and more of what this all means to me. But just the, 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 the basic fact that the U.S. has has taken a stance, right, to be a capitalist society, right? And with within capitalism, right, there's exploitation, you know, there's accumulation of mass wealth, right? We we participate in it. We we get we we get excited about what we're able to accumulate, right? But it comes at an expense, right? Whether it's us as black folks that again get disregarded in the political process, right? Matter of fact, so much so that we get our voting rights stripped from us. I mean, just look at Georgia in the last primaries. Right, like you literally got, you know, droves of black people turning out and voting, participating in the very process that we're told to be a part of if we want to see change, if we want to be a part of change, right? But then you got little secret groups, they come up with committees and say, well, you know what, we're going to invalidate those votes. Matter of fact, those 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 votes don't even don't even count. Like, where's like, how the hell? So how my side is not picked for me. And so that's what I'm talking about when I say, you know, you know, we're put on a particular side and those others get to choose when they, you know, want to opt in and opt out. Exactly. We don't get that opportunity to opt in or opt out and say, well, I'm just going to put my little jacket on and move throughout society, you know, like ain't nothing happening when this shit is happening right up under our nose and they sniffing coke just like that. You know, that's what's happening, man. You know, and we can even talk, we can talk, you know, to, to add more to that analogy, right? You know, what's happening right within the drug scene, right? We have so long have had to rely on self-medication, right? So much so that in our very communities, we are seeing alarming rates of deaths and overdose due to synthetic drugs, laced drugs, wrapped in fentanyl, and everything else. Bad pills, all that. Floating around in our communities, right? So that those other groups, they get to choose, you know, like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to do a little coke. It's a party drug. You know, it might get a little mixed up with a fentanyl, and then, you know, they die. And the police, you know, decide that we're going to do something about it. But meanwhile, we're living in such an oppressed state that, for one, we don't get access to medical services, mental health services. And so, yeah, of course, I'm going to bump my nose. I'm going to pop me up here. I'm going to drink myself. All of that. Roll my joints. But again, again, what happens is, for us, it's exacerbated, right? Because motherfuckers, like I said, is mixing this shit. They cutting this shit with fentanyl. And every other drug, synthetic drug, right? And we don't get the luxury of, of of really like tapping into 
our dealers. I'm talking about you know with the, with the folks that's doing the, the 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 pills and you know the coke and you know at this point weed is possibly even questionable. You know, so y'all keep your eyes open too. You know, so again, this is very dynamic. And so when I say we got to pick a side, we got to be very like straightforward about this thing. What's happening in this country? Because again, for black people, it's intensified. It goes to the highest, you know, extent. And so if we don't have a real conversation and take action and call out, you know, the very truths about this country, right? I feel again that I say that I'm, I'm very critical of this country because I have hope, right? That someday, one day, that we'll face these truths. And out of that, then we'll be able to talk about real liberation. We'll be able to talk about what's really happening in a black community and why every time we try to pull ourselves a little higher, why we keep getting chopped down. You know, so that's that's why I mean, you know, pick a side. <laughs> pick your side. Where you gonna Yo. stand when this shit started to crumble? Because America is on the downward hill slope. You just said it yourself. Abortion rights gone. What's next? 